five tricks how to help you find ideas to start your own business. This is Company of One, episode number 112. Welcome to the Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan. Dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. Hey, and welcome today. I want to cover a subject that just comes up for me so, so often uh, as I work with entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs. And lately, it's even coming into the corporate world and some things that are coming up with uh, when I'm working with companies. Uh, and I mean large companies, so uh, not a lot of difference. How do you find ideas to start businesses? Now, when it looks like a large company, it's how do I find something to innovate and to spin off of a new company to create a new stream of revenue? But, you know, let's just talk about us. Let's talk about you. Uh, you're going, you're showing up, you have a day job, uh, you're, you're doing things. You need to find some ideas. And for the typical person I'm finding out there, and I mean typical, we are out there and we're busy, we're, we're smart, we're earning a living, we're providing service to our companies. And when somebody starts to say, what would you do for a, to, to start a business? We go blank. Now, it's kind of funny because these same people, you sit around uh, having coffee with them and they'll talk about business ideas. Yeah, you could do this. You could make a billion dollars on this. We, we have ideas, but we don't necessarily have ideas that we think we can sink our teeth into, that we know enough about, or that, uh, that we can grab a hold of for various reasons because of the money issue and, and those kind of things. So I kind of want to, this is a continue on from the series of those challenges that people find when they're starting their own business or they want to start their own business. And, you know, whether they're excuses or not, you know, and, and I covered one last week uh, that was about finding money. How much does it cost uh, to start a business? That's one of the big challenges people have. But probably the more vocalized one I have is this. I just don't have any ideas. And this is especially true. Uh, once they start working with me, I'm working with a group right now, and and um, you know they're part of the building your own business program. There's several people off and running now that are doing things, or that kind of came in the door with some rough ideas, and then there's others that are like, I just don't understand, and they feel behind. They feel like they're you know they're, they're they are being left by these people who seem to have ideas. And that's not really true. They're just really not that far behind. Um, it, it seems that way, though. I totally I understand, been there, done that, uh, and in a sense, continue to do this. But this is how finding the idea to start a business is one of the most frustrating things people have. Um, so uh, let, me, let me step back for just a moment. I'm going to kind of walk you through five tricks, uh, five you know brainstorming ideas, whatever you want to call it. But let's put things in perspective. If you've listened to anything I've ever done, heard me speak, read any of my stuff, you uh, then find this is a repeat. If not, if you're new here, let me tell you why this is called Company of One. Because in the world, 
where money flows, and I mean, I don't care whether it's Walmart, whether it's Apple, or whether it's the kid mowing the grass in your yard, uh, there's money flowing. And what happens when money flows is there's an exchange going on, and that ex- exchange is, is money is being traded for goods and services. Practically, what we think of as a service. When I show up at my day job, I am being paid to perform a service. Uh, if I am uh, the front desk person, I'm being paid to greet customers and make them feel good to answer the phone. Uh, if I am uh, a project manager, I'm being paid to make sure things move along smoothly and communication happens and projects get done. If I'm a software developer, I'm being paid to develop systems that we can either sell or make our business run better. It doesn't matter what it is. We can put whatever we do on the job in concept of the service we provide. So by that definition, I I always say that there's really no difference in you showing up on a day job. I don't care how big or small the company is. There's no difference in that and a big giant business that's exchanging money for goods and services. It's the same thing. You, by definition, because you are taking in money, income, in exchange for service, you are a business. That's just flat out. If you step back now, if you need, to, if you, if you're challenged by that, shoot, shoot me an email. I'll point you to the things. Go back and look at some of my uh, blogs and podcasts. Go back to the Company of One episode number one or number zero where we talk through this. But uh, the, so. As a company of one, so just go look in the mirror if you need to and say, I am a company. I am a company. But if you are looking, if you have a day job and you've got money can, uh, coming in and you're looking for a side business to start, hopefully maybe to grow into as your full-time business one day, or maybe not, but that's your choice. What you are is you're in the R&D mode. You're in the research and development mode because you don't have any ideas. Now, I met with a big company the other day, big billion-dollar type of company, and they are in the R&D mode. They're, they're operating all their daytime stuff, money's rolling in the door, big money's rolling in the door. But they are aware that they need to do some other things. They Because of things going on in their company and their industry and regulatory things, all kinds of things, they need to create some additional sources of revenue. They need some additional businesses. So they've set aside this team. And by the way, I see this a lot of times in large companies. They've set aside this team, kind of what we might call a skunk works team, to come up with new ideas. Those people are in the research and development mode. So you may not have set aside a team in a different building in a different city and done all those things, but you there's part of you that are sitting, that's in your brain, you're operating in research and development mode. You are a business, but you don't know what the next thing's going to be. So just imagine you got fired, or maybe you have been, but but just imagine that your job no longer exists. By definition, then you are still a business just looking for a customer looking for a new customer. So in that case, you're in the marketing mode only. But if you're like, you know what? I want to leave that industry and I want to go into another industry. Then you're kind of in the research and development mode. Where do I want to go? Uh, So this is strategic. So I, I, I say all that to say it's a mindset. Get in the mindset that you 
are a company, and this function of trying to find the business idea is research and development. Now, the reason mindset is so important because I think a lot of us feel insecure, insignificant in the fact, I'm kind of wandering around looking for a business idea Well, so I can have a business to run. Well, right now, the running of your business, that hour a day you're spending running your business, however long it is. Some guy told me the other day, he said, I have 15 minutes a day. Whatever that time slot is, it's running your business. And by the way, I would put it on my calendar. You have a business meeting with yourself. Whatever that time slot is, you're doing business. And right now, that business is to find a business idea. So the time that we spend together right now is your R&D mode. I'm a consultant that's been called in to try to help you and your company find new business ideas. By the way, that's exactly what I was doing with this big giant company the other day. They called me to come help them figure out how do you find new ideas and how do we go through the process of doing that. So let's go through a couple of things to do this. Uh, and I'm going to say this is five, five tricks for doing your R&D for a personal business. Uh, so let me just start with a some simple, simple stuff. Number one, keep a notebook. That's <clears throat> That sounds stupid maybe, but... Uh, I use a notebook that is called Moleskin, probably many of you are familiar with. By the way, in the show notes, dalecallahan.com slash 112. I'll have links to these things. So um, so go to it. It's just as episode number 112, dalecallahan.com slash 112. That's my numbering scheme because I'm just so creative. But I use a Moleskin, and so I take notes. I also use a video voice recorder made by Olympus. Uh, I need to put that in there too, so let me make a note to myself. Olympus. It doesn't really matter, but it's one of those digital video, uh, digital voice recorders. I could use my iPhone, and sometimes I do, but this is a little more convenient, uh, except the fact it gets left in the car and stuff like that. But because ideas and things are constantly coming at me, I go to a meeting with somebody. I just, I'm just now coming back from a meeting with uh, some of our faculty. <coughs> You know, and, and multiple ideas came to me after meeting with them. Uh, maybe that's because I'm slow and I don't process information until after. But you know what I mean. There's there's prime times that you process information. Some people say it's in the shower. Some people say it's while walking the dog. Uh, for me, when I'm driving, uh, you know, somewhere, I, I do a lot of mental processing. Um, maybe that means you don't need to be driving on the road near me. I don't know, but... Uh, you, you kind of have your sweet spot, and you probably know where that is. Uh, but for me, I look at tools to keep notes. So a uh, small notebook um, is, uh, or something like that is awesome. There's some other people that use Simple Note, which is an app. I think it's on the Android too, but it's called Simple Note. And it's nothing but just taking simple notes. There's nothing fancy about it. Uh, some people use Evernote. So you know, do whatever works for you. But I'm going to post a link, and I think it's from the Art of Manliness uh, blog. But it's a link of famous people's uh, uh, journals and, and notebooks that people who are who you will recognize them famous. They always, always, always carried around notebooks and took notes in them. 
So it's a great thing because you, you're creative. You know, you may say, well, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You're creative. You're coming up with ideas. You're seeing things. Things are processing through your mind. You just probably don't write them down. Or if you do, you don't remember where you wrote them. So little notebooks, uh, recorders, a, a place to just put ideas is awesome. I, I kind of like notebooks in addition to everything else I do. I have the voice recorder. I have other things. I use Simple Note. I use Evernote. But something's magical about kind of going back and listening to my audio and think, and processing it on paper, drawing a little figure. Um, it's awesome. So I, I recommend you find some way to capture things because there's more junk going on in your head than you give yourself credit for. I don't care who you are. Um, you know, you're, you're, everybody has creative stuff. Uh, and, and some of the other, some of the stuff I'm about to tell you will help you find things to go in the notebook. So let's go with number two. Uh, <clears throat> this one I love, love, love is number two. The trick to, to finding business ideas is to change your environment weekly, daily if you can, but let's be practical, weekly. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time it's getting out of the corporate lobotomy mode. You know, where you're kind of numb, or you're going to meetings, you're answering email. You, I mean, I mean, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just like we become our, our brain goes into a certain mode in the corporate setting. By the way, that's why these companies are taking their teams or innovation teams and they're moving them away. They're moving them away from the chaos of the business, but they're also moving them where they can think without the cumbersomeness of the corporate lobotomy. Uh, they don't use those words, of course. But, uh, but what you want to do is you want to get out of that. You want to get around other people who are thinking. Uh, by the, so just a couple of thoughts here. Mastermind groups. If you're not in one, get in one. Get in a mastermind group. Find people to meet with weekly, bi-weekly, just for an hour, just to kick around ideas. Not complain, but to kick around ideas. Mastermind groups are awesome. Uh, communities of entrepreneurs. Maybe there is some uh, entrepreneur think tank kind of things, and there probably is. Uh, in, in every city, there's all kinds of things going on. And, and it doesn't mean they're magic, by the way, and they'll claim to be magic, and they'll claim to do awesome things, but it's just... Really, the, the magic is just getting around other people thinking. That's all it is. People trying things, people thinking, and you kind of hearing them. But just find something uh, to, to, to kind of change that environment. You know, another thing here you could do is use your eyes and ears and not your brain. Now, that sounds counter to what I just said, but use your eyes and ears. Observe what's going on. Look at things that you see because you're you're a business expert because I bet you take out your wallet, your credit card, your debit card multiple times a day. I bet you do. I do. So I'm interacting business all day long. So I've got junk coming at me. I've got a million pieces of information that are coming at me every day and just me interacting business that gives me ideas. And those ideas sometimes come around, you know, in, in ways like what's wrong with this, what's right with this. But, uh, you know, and, and you just, you're kind of looking for just the obvious and you're looking for the not so obvious as you're doing things. Take note of it. Those kind of things that we complain about, we whine about, we wish somebody was doing better. Take note of those things. So use your eyes and your ears. Just see what's going on. Listen to people. Uh, you know, Changing your environment weekly, by the way, just one thing, 
That does not mean going and sitting by yourself at Starbucks with a cup of coffee and your your own brain. Now, I'm for that. That can help. Spending some time thinking can be awesome. For most of us, we spend too little time thinking. That can help. But I think you've got to engage some with the culture, with uh, society, with economics, with the, you know, the engine. In other words, you've got to go out to stores. You've got to buy stuff. You've got to see what people are doing, uh, and it helps you. So if you, if you are going to Starbucks in your thinking time, make sure you're doing more than just that. But again, I'm assuming here that most of us only have an hour a day. And maybe you're like uh, my friend Nathaniel who says, I got 15 minutes. You know, maybe, maybe that's real. Maybe that is real. Uh, but how, So how do you structure that time in your R&D mode? By the way, I remember uh, faculty members, and you may think this is different to faculty, but I remember even guys in corporate, but especially faculty members, they would have on their calendar and the on their front of their door, and they would have a chunk of time blocked out. And it may not be that much time, but it was called research. Now, you may think there means there's some high-minded lab code research, but a lot of times it was just them reading books. They would go stuff. They would do what I'm talking about. They were faculty members, and they would go engage, listen, think, but they had a chunk of time set out to do it. So whether it's 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a week, one hour, it doesn't matter how much time. It matters that you use it effectively. So first, keeping a small notebook. Second, changing your environment weekly. Uh, third, expand your input. This is kind of related. So uh, let's, let me pick a couple here, though, just come to the top of mind. Reading. Just reading. Go to a bookstore, find a business magazine's books, scan them. Now, by the way, when I say reading, a lot of people say, I don't have time to read. Just because a book has 472 pages doesn't mean you have to read every word in it. You can pretty much go to the business section, and maybe everything except literature and novels, but you can pretty much go grab books off the shelf and look at them, read the front cover, read the back cover, uh, and and scan through them and see what the general message is. As a matter of fact, I have a blog post uh, slash podcast that I had about how to read a book in 30 minutes. Um, but you, essentially, what what's out there? It doesn't matter all the details. Uh, I, I look at blogs too. You know, like yeah, things like Entrepreneur Magazine, Forbes Magazine, Inc. Magazine. Uh, whether it's in a blog form or in in the shelf. Just looking at some of these things, seeing what other people are doing. You and I are both totally unaware of half, no, no. We're totally unaware of about 80% of the businesses out there. Functioning, profitable businesses. We're totally oblivious to what they're doing. We're so, we know, uh, and, and, and you may know a few more different ones than I, and I know a few different ones than you do. We know the big giant ones. We know the banks. We know the apples. We know the Walmarts. We know those things. But there's so many you have no blooming clue what's going on, what they're doing, the cool stuff that's going on, the broken stuff, and uh, because we have blinders on. And I don't care who you are. You've got blinders on. Uh, in this world. So just reading, getting stuff out there. I use Feedly, and I'll put a link to Feedly in the uh, in the uh, post. Uh, Feedly, and it's just Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y, 
Feedly.com, which is kind of an aggregator. You can put websites that like blogs that publish stuff, and which would include things like Entrepreneur Magazine. Big when I say blogs, I don't mean you know just a couple of guys sitting here at home writing, but what I'm you know anything. Uh, and you can kind of categorize them. And what it does is it becomes like your own personal magazine of constant stuff. And again, I don't read these things. I scan them. So I use Feedly and I'll jump on it, you know, sometimes in the morning to just kind of scan through what's going on in the week. What if people are saying? Uh, and there's some cool stuff because I have things like business. I have things like finance. I have things like economics. I have things like uh, science and research, and I have things like home improvement, you know, because I'm always working on the house. Uh, that seems to be an ongoing thing with me, probably is with you. You know, we're always looking at doing things. So, so I just like to suck in ideas, uh, and I, I end up with more than I can handle, probably like you do. But, but you're just trying to get inspired. Um, <clears throat> And, uh, you know, some people, a guy the other day told me, he says, you on my Feedly, I'm noticing, you had me doing all this entrepreneurial stuff, and I'm noticing I'm getting things about my home decor and and, and hunting and, and my sports things I like to do. Well, that's okay, because guess what? There's ideas there. If you're a big deer hunter, you there's money to be made there right there's tons of money you know in these kind of things if you're into home decor and, and you're kind of a hobbyist and you do things there's tons go to annawhite.com annawhite.com uh, and you'll see here's a gal who just likes to do bookkeep i mean build shelves and things like that in her house and she's made a living off of it not by the building it but by selling information or advertising probably now is what she's doing so what you're doing is just trying to get get yourself out of your little bubble and get input coming at you, and you can just scan it. In the reading, you do have to be cautious of how much time do you have to spend. I totally get that, and uh, that, that's, an, that's another discipline. Uh, but in expanding your input also is people. Talk to more people. And, and by the way, this doesn't have to be magical either. You can do this in a grocery store line. If you're like me, you, you show up at these dinners where these speakers are there and you're sitting there around these round tables, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you don't, you might be blessed. I don't know. But you know, you, you, these dinners or these lunches and you go to these things and everybody's kind of stiff and a few people know each other and half the time you don't and you're sitting there with 12 forks don't know which one that you're supposed to use nor do you care if you're me but uh, you're sitting next to people you don't know waiting for some guy to speak and it's just to me a lot of that's just awkward I'm not the big extrovert guy but I'm just like this is just awkward so usually I'll just ask people hey what are you doing what's in your what's what's holding you back in your business or hey what kind of struggles are you having in your industry I'll just I'll just generate something as a question to get them talking. Mostly because that means I don't have to talk and also because I learn a ton. I just learn a ton. So just, you can do this in grocery store lines. Just engaging, asking silly, stupid questions, talking to more people. By the way, I see a lot of serial entrepreneurs, people who, who, who grow up companies, they sell them or they, or they do something with that company and then they're ready to do another one. Uh, serial entrepreneurs, friends of my, a friend of mine, Drew, when he had sold out of one company, um, he was busy, and, and I remember him telling me, "I'm going to breakfast and lunch every day with different people, and sometimes dinner. I'm really, really, really busy engaging, listening, looking for ideas." 
He found one, by the way. But um, I find that as a common trait among serial entrepreneurs that are kind of moving from one idea to another. Because guess what? They're in the research and development mode. That's part of it's engaging with people. So number three here was expanding your input, expanding it through reading and expanding it through people. These are things you can put on your calendar. These are things you can schedule um, you know, through emails with people if you need to. Number four, watch what you watch what you normally ignore. This is number four. Now I told you before to, you know, kind of uh, pay attention to use your eyes and your ears, uh, you know, to kind of change your environment. But specifically, number four, and I've got this specific because this is a lot of times for me where magic happens, is watch the things you normally ignore. You know, you get a million pieces of email a day and you just like me, you delete most of it because it's not technically spam, but it's also stuff that you don't really don't want. Uh, you have stuff coming in the mail and you throw most of it away because it's not, well, it may be technically spam, <laughs> but uh, every time information comes to you through a podcast, a blog, a magazine, an ad, yes, a big billboard ad, uh, a TV commercial, every time some piece of information comes in front of your eyes, ask yourself these questions. What are they selling? How are they making money? And who is behind it? Now, this is not true for every single piece of information. Well, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> TV commercials, even television shows and movies. How oftentimes do you see in movies that there's something being sold besides the movie you just bought? Sometimes they're selling the next sequel. Sometimes, you know, in the movie they're selling the sequel, right? Uh, there's little there's there's phone calls that come to you. There is blurbs in your in your mailbox, and there's emails. Uh, now you may be thinking, Dell, this is stupid because the stuff coming to me. You know, I I'm intentionally throwing it out of my mind because my mind's cluttered. Well, I don't mean to get your mind cluttered. I just mean for you to think through. What are they selling? How are they making money? Who's behind it, and why? Just think through those things because there's a lot of ideas there. As I see things come to me, you know, sometimes, you know, and I'm deleting and sometimes I'll stop and think, wow, what, what's the point? You know, because th things come to me and they look informational, right? This podcast is informational. You should be asking, what's Dell selling? How is he making money? Who's behind us? Is it just him? I mean, because you think through this, and what does that really, really look like? Sometimes the story uh, behind things is bigger, neater, cooler. Sometimes not, but sometimes there's some neat stuff there. And just to think through it. The reason you want to think through this is you're, you're, you're kind of developing a bit of a business muscle. Because if you're, if you're used to being in the corporate world, you're kind of used to the meetings and the, the monotony and the things that go on and the busyness of work. 
And sometimes it's really, really easy to forget that you're serving customers and the company is making money somehow. If you're like me and you're a technical guy or, or you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering tech, if you're like me and you're that, you might lose sight of that. You might lose sight of what's really going on. Uh, about where the money's really flowing. So I'm just saying, kind of get your head around it. Watch what you normally ignore and think through. What are they selling? How are they making money? And who's behind it? Um, it's Oh, it's a great way to, to generate ideas and to just see things. And it doesn't mean you want to start a business just like theirs, but it does mean you. it forces you to kind of think, why would anybody buy that? Why would anybody spend money on that? What's wrong with that? Why am I not interested? You know, what? why am I the target market or why am I not? Yeah, it's just really some awesome questions here. We don't, uh, we don't, we're not going to go through all this right now, but there's there's awesome, awesome stuff here. Uh, number five, though, once, once we quit uh, doing, uh, watching what you ignore, uh, well, I mean, that's a spinoff kind of the last one. Watch the things you usually kind of ignore is, is one thing we tend to also ignore. So this is number five is use frustrations as a key. We tend to use our own personal frustrations and we tend to ignore them. Like I was saying before in number four, but this is personal. So think about this, you know, keep notes. Remember that notebook? Number one, keep notes. What frustrates you? What frustrates other people? What do people complain about? And sometimes complaints aren't obvious. You know, it's not always a complaint. When you hear, when you you know, when you hear a lady say, "Well, I've just got to get, I got to get home because I got to fix dinner and it's going to take me. I got to first, I got to go to the grocery store, you know, and and do all those kind of things." Well, that's not really a complaint in the sense, and it may not be a complaint at all. But you hear there's. There's a lot of stuff to do to do what needs to be done, right? So it's so that's the kind of thing. And I wouldn't even I'm not even sure frustrations is the right word, but there is a busyness. There's a busyness. I was having lunch with a uh, a pastor the other day, and he was talking about he leaves. First of all, he said, "I just don't make that much money." And, and uh, I, you know, sometimes I'm at work at 6, 6.30 in, in the morning, and usually I get home at 8 at night. Now, some of that's because it's kids and things going on in life. And he says, I just have zero margin, zero margin. And zero margin in my time and zero margin in my budget. There's a lot said there. There's a lot of things. And, and to unpack with the why of all those things, what's going on, you know, is, is interesting to me. It's, to me, that's an interesting problem. Why do you not have any more time? Is it intentional? Uh, are you, do you have poor processes? Are you doing things in ways that don't make sense? I mean, there's just so much there. So just look at these frustrations. Think about what's broken on your day job, by the way. What problems do you solve over and over and over in probably non-perfect ways? I mean, think about this one, because this one's been showing up to me a lot lately, uh, healthcare. Now, when I say healthcare, fitness, weight loss, uh, even, you know, somebody who's got a diabetes or, you know, something, uh, or maybe pulled muscles and they need physical therapy, um, 
uh, so it's, so it could be any kind of thing, you know, from from the docs involved to it's just something you need to do with physical trainers. You see a lot of that junk, but and, and this is especially true when you get into and seeing the doctors themselves. You see a lot of healthcare out there, a ton of healthcare, but not a lot of care in the sense of caring people. Now I'm not saying if you're a nurse or a doctor, don't email me. I'm I'm saying doctors, docs in the, in the traditional sense, don't have time to sit down and care. They really don't. If they do, they probably aren't making money. Nurses um, don't either. And some of it's not only they don't have time, but the legal requirements of the business prevent them from doing things that might be more caring and serving. Uh, So I I keep running into a lot of people, especially if you have something like a diabetes or or something that's that's kind of life changing like that. Wow, that hits you, and and you don't know what to do with it, and you don't know how to adjust your lifestyle with it. Uh, and and the doctor tells you what to do. And there's but there's a big difference of telling and understanding and doing. Uh, think about all the opportunities there. There's a lot of brokenness. Now let me just tell you from the healthcare world. I have friends that are entrepreneurs in the healthcare world. And they will tell me, you can look at the healthcare and throw a dart and find a problem you can make a billion dollars off of because it's that broke. Uh, that's, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to say just from my experience, I think that's true. So just looking at these things. Uh, other frustrations, even simple things, though. Who solves those problems? Thinks about Zappos. Zappos started because a guy was looking for to buy shoes online, and he couldn't find a place to sell them. He's thinking, this is kind of dumb. I ought to be able to click a button and buy shoes online. Uber started for reasons of the taxi service. You know, I would like a better taxi experience. There's more people. You know, there's the Uber. You see Airbnb, uh, which uh, rents out homes so you don't have to stay in hotels and you could have a better experience. There's a company that started right here called Shipt. I think I'm saying that right. S-H-I-P-T, which is a grocery service. Which operates a lot like Uber and Airbnb. You know, I could go around and deliver groceries for people near me. I can pick up a few bucks. They can get their groceries delivered. The company doesn't have to have all these employees. It has a system. So just uh, simple things. Just simple, simple, simple things. By the way, on Shipt, the people I find using Shipt are typically their moms with kids because they don't have time to go to the store. And going to the store, uh, if you know, with kids is not a trivial thing to do. So these five things, so just kind of sum it up, keeping a small notebook, changing your environment weekly, expanding your input, watching the things you normally ignore, and kind of using frustrations as your key. These things will really help you generate. There's more. There's more. Yeah, there's more. You tell me what's more. Uh, but, it, but here, what we're, what we're looking for is not genius ideas. We're not looking for... Uh, uh, we're not looking to, you know, things that are just uh, Nobel Peace Prize ideas. What we're looking for is who are solving kind of this. I mean, uh, what we're looking for is just some simple things where I can just solve a problem. You know, and when you're solving problems, a lot of the problems are right there in front of you every single day. Give it a shot. Shoot me an email. If you know.